Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. Up next, a story from Briggs Sorber, part of the founding family of Michigan's own Two Men in a Truck Moving Company. Let's get into the story. Here's Brig. My first job was raking leaves when I was eight. I knocked on a door, and these two guys opened the door, and they're looking at me. They go, what do you want? I said, I just can I rake your front yard for a dollar? He goes, yeah, go ahead. I was just jacked. You know, I was going to make a dollar. This is my first job. And these guys, I had a car backed in, and they were moving stuff out of the house. And then they took off and said they'd be back. And I said, okay. So I kept raking leaves. And this another car pulls up. He looks in his house, comes running out, and he goes, who the hell are you? And I go, I'm raking your leaves. I the guy said I could rake the leaves. What guy said you could rake the leaves? And I went, the guy that was moving stuff out of your house. 
he was being robbed and I didn't know it. And so the cops came and they were asking me questions. I'm going, what is going on? Well, then the cops left, took the report, and then I finished and I knocked on the door and the guy answers the door. He goes, what do you want? And I went, I want my dollar for raking your leaves. He goes, for God's sakes, I just got robbed. I mean, I'm eight, right? So the guy gives me a buck and I just remember going home, like not thinking anything of it. And I told my mom the story and she was like shocked. So that's how my working life started. Work was always part of what us kids did. Me and my buddies started mowing lawns. There weren't those landscapers back then. It was just neighborhood boys cutting grass. And so we just opened up the white pages. And I remember my buddy, uh, Tim Falmer and I, we went through and said, we need to mow 10 lawns. And then if we can mow 10 lawns, two lawns a day, Monday through Friday, then we can spend the rest of the time at the beach. It's like, let's do it. And it was uncanny, but everyone who called it went, well, sure. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is easy. So we would haul our lawnmowers behind our bikes. And we had a couple horrendous wipeouts doing that. But a lot of people looked at us and went like, man, you guys are like going after it. And so we love being our own boss. I like being my own guy. We bought a 66 Ford pickup truck from Michigan State University. It was an old agricultural truck, just a beater. Three on the tree, shifting us up on the column. We made a lot of money with that truck. My brother and I started getting into moving just trash and brush around. And then my mom started, a, this was after she divorced, she started another business. She would go to estate auctions and she would buy furniture and then haul it to this little store that she leased out, clean it all up and resell it. And so she bought this whole truck for, for about $300, like a 15-foot step van instead of just a pickup truck. And told us, you know, if you want to use that for your moving, go ahead. And that's what really got us into moving, like apartments and small homes. And when John and I started the business, it was called Men at Work Movers. And underneath that, it said two men in a truck, 25 bucks an hour. And then my mom drew on a napkin a cartoon truck with two stick men in it. And that's where our logo came from. And our logo to this day is a drawing that my mom made on a napkin. And she said, why don't you drop men at work movers and just call yourselves what you are, two men in a truck. So that's where our name came from. We were small guys. I was probably five, seven and a, maybe a buck 40. <laughs> We'd show up at someone's house and I can't tell you how many times I'd get this. People would look at me and their shoulders would slump. It's like, oh crap, here we go again. Is there a problem, ma'am? Well, we were expecting a couple scrapping lads and we are expecting two men, not two boys. It's like, I totally understand. I said, I'll tell you what, let us work for you for 15 minutes and if it doesn't work out, we'll call the office and get a couple bigger guys here. Is that fair? Yeah, that'd be fair. So John and I would go downstairs and we would move the upright freezer. That's the thing that nobody can move and then they would just go like, we are so sorry. Usually meant a good tip. The funny part was we had no extra guys. We had no office. So <laughs> it was like, you know, we're walking a wire without a safety net there. But John and I were both pleasers. And this industry was very easy to please him. People would just do backflips if we, if we even showed up. John and I, this was beer and book money in that order. <laughs> and uh, we were drinking green bottle beer as opposed to our other guys drinking like 
the cheap beer, but it really became, because it didn't make any money. I mean, for kids, for beer and book money, it was fine, but my mom loved it. And my mom quit her job at the state of Michigan. She took all of her qualified retirement money and cashed it all in. People were screaming at her. Her own mother, my grandma, was just going, what are you doing? The first two years, when she quit her job, she didn't pay herself anything, and she just lived off of that qualified money and ramen noodles for two years. And if, if she was sitting here in this room, she'd tell you it was the happiest days of her life. I think she's crazy, uh, but she loved building the business. She finally made a profit. Her third year, I think she made $1,000, and she wasn't sure how to do the taxes because she was like, I've never had a profit. So it was the sweetest thing. She wrote 10 checks for $100 and gave them to nonprofits in Lansing. And that got back to the Chamber of Commerce and some other business people, and they went, who is this lady? <laughs> it was at that time that Lansing like wrapped its arms around Two Men in a Truck and went, this is our moving company, which was the coolest thing. And Michigan State University had a bunch of small businesses come in to talk to their, their business school. She went in there. My mom was very shy, but God bless her, she got through it. And this lady came to her and said, did you ever consider franchising? My mom goes, who would buy a moving franchise? And she goes, well, I'm a pet nanny. I take care of people's pets. I franchise, so I think if I could, you can. And my mom said, let's do it. But my mom, when she started franchising Two Men in a Truck, 49 years old, no college education. Pretty, pretty amazing. And you've been listening to Brig Sorber tell the story of two men in a truck. When we come back, more of Brig and his remarkable life story here on Our American Stories. This is Lee Habib, host of Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people, and we do it all from the heart of the South. Oxford, Mississippi. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our shows will always be free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, consider making a tax-deductible donation to Our American Stories. Go to OurAmericanStories.com. Give a little, give a lot. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we return to Our American Stories and with Briggs Sorber. He's part of the founding family behind Two Men in a Truck, the largest franchised moving company in the world, started in large measure by his mother. She had no college education and no knowledge of the moving industry when she poured her retirement money into the young business. Briggs now shares with us the story of how he met his wife, Fran. I was on Northern Michigan's rugby team. We were having a party, we needed hot dogs, and the party that we were at was kind of like in the, the student ghetto. So there was like this random shopping cart on the side of the road, and so Fran was walking by with a couple of her friends, and we just went, you wanna go, do you wanna cook out? And they're like, okay. So me and my buddy picked up Fran, and we put her, I'd probably get arrested for this now, put her in the shopping cart and just started pushing her down the road all the way to the Blue Link party store to get hot dogs. And then I got to know Fran at this party, and my roommates were like, Brig, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta get back to the house. And so they they picked me up and threw me in the car like college guys do. And I unrolled the window and I yelled, Fran! She looked and I went, I'm gonna marry you someday. And she was like, that guy's drunk. And uh, I didn't see her for a couple months and I saw her at a party and we went out that night and we just started dating. and. I loved her because she was very independent. She paid for her own apartment. She paid for her own school. She was the only one out of the 14 kids that went to college. She would study in the only bathroom that they had. She'd flip the toilet seat down, sit on that, and put the clothes hamper there as a desk at night when all the lights were out. She'd study in high school because she wanted to go to college. I was a kid that by the time I went to school, my parents would be perceived as upper middle class. So a lot of the things that she worked hard on, I took for granted. I went, that's really cool that she does that. I ended up 
getting Fran pregnant, and I don't mind sharing this, I asked her if I could share this, and she said, as long as it helps people. Yeah, I don't like you running around, but yeah, I guess. So when we were younger, we wouldn't share this, but now we share it because when she told me, she went, I'm having this baby. You don't have to marry me. I'm gonna have this baby. And I just went, that is so classic Fran. I just fell in love with her more. And I went, well, come on, Fran, we'd probably get married anyway, which we probably, I really truly feel we would have. And she's like, well, yeah. And I said, well, let's get married. Little did I know, I'm thinking I'm doing her a favor. She took on like two babies, you know? <laughs> I mean, I was like a kid and, um, and she really kept our family buoyant because I wasn't, I'd go to church with her on occasion at college, but I didn't think anything of it. You know, and we had this baby and I just worked my off. I mean, I went from 170 pounds when I graduated from college to 135 pounds. I remember that when we found out she was pregnant, we had no insurance or anything. And uh, it was like a welfare baby. We couldn't afford it. And they sat me down and I said, I'm not taking any welfare. I was very proud. And they went, the state worker was just uh, probably sick of working with people like me. He's like, shut up. She needs attrition for that baby. And uh, he gave me like $100, go buy some groceries. And he goes, what are you gonna do with the rest of your life? And I was like, I'm graduating from college in like a month. He just shook his head, walked away from me. And I said, I will never take welfare money again. And that was in itself a sin, right? The way I was thinking was because of pride. I didn't, by the way, but man, I worked my off uh, to make sure that that never happened. But I'm glad it did. It gave me an appreciation when I see people down on their luck and I am not judging them. So that was like a, a wake-up call for me. But watching Fran live her Catholic faith, it was like, she was never mad. She took care of that baby. Fran kept us all buoyant until I kind of got my crap together. And it wasn't that I was out with my friends. I wasn't drinking all the time. Thank God I didn't have those things on me. It was more, I was just more greedy about my own life. Like, poor me, look how hard my life is with these kids. It's like, dude, you brought it on, you know? And Fran didn't have to take this, by the way. She decided to have the baby and take your useless butt when you were in college. I mean, God. I really thought success was freedom. And the only way to freedom was money. I will never say that we were poor. Poor is when you have no hope. We were broke. Maybe I dipped my toe into being poor because there was times I felt like I was losing hope, but I don't know, I just, there was something deep inside of me. I was like, I don't want to be like this. How do I get there? Well, I just got to make a lot of money, you know? So we worked really hard and two minute truck continued to grow and it took a bump in pay. And I thought, man, I finally made it. So I went out and I leased an Audi A4 because I was like, you know, it is a sophisticated European vehicle. I went out and I got a Frank Sinatra CD to play in it. Isn't that horrible? I mean, <laughs> the funny part, I ended up kind of liking them. And then I thought that successful guys drink scotch, so I went out and bought a bottle of Johnny Walker Black. And I wanted to join a country club to you know, rub elbows with other rich guys, tell war stories. I mean, seriously, I did all this. It literally happened like that. So I had my first scotch on the rocks and a cigar and man I almost puked when I drank that scotch it was whoa I mean I was afraid to pour it on the grass it burned my grass but I finished my cigar and I just thought 
well, how are you supposed to feel? I don't know. Maybe this is something you have to grow into. I don't know. I'd finished my cigar and I thought about that. It was at that point, it was like within a couple days that I slipped into depression. And it was, it was horrible. You know, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I went to go see a doctor. I went, well, geez, I probably have cancer now. You know, something's wrong with me. You know, my life is perfect, so something's wrong with me. And the doctor went, no, you're just depressed. And he just simply wrote me a prescription for depression. Like, it was like nothing. And I looked at that thing. I got in my car, and I just went, no, I'm going to put that in my wallet. I'm not going to take this pill. And again, I don't want to belittle depression. But for me, I was like, no, I was not depressed up until, like, now. And it was bad. I mean, I wasn't going to kill myself, but if I got hit by a bus, it wouldn't have bothered me. Well, no, i got to wrap my arms around this. And I remember my wife just going, like, what is the deal? I mean, we are doing really good. She goes, why don't you work out again? So I, I got on my workout bench to work out, and I just, I literally just broke down. I'm not talking about man-pouting here. I'm talking about sobbing. I was just like, God, what is going on here? You have given me more than everything I've asked for. Why am I feeling like this? It was all about being validated. It was so important to me. It was very important what people felt about me. I did believe in God, but I didn't think he was a loving God. I thought it was more of a, an angry God, that you got to work hard. You know, the harder you work, the more I'll love you kind of thing. Do right. Treat people good. They'll treat you good. It's like, man, I can play that game. I'll work hard. I'll be nice to people. I'll throw money in the, you know, in the pot at Christmas time. You know, while they're ringing the bell. I'll do all that stuff. So on the news, there was a, a story about the Left Behind series of books. It was like Revelation, and I was always kind of into that. So I started reading into these books about how, what if Jesus came back in this lifetime and he took back all the Christians and left behind all the non-Christians? And I went, oh man, I'd go for sure. He'd take me up because I'm like the man. I mean, I give money to all this stuff. And they would refer to the Bible, so I would open up the Bible and it's like, well, okay, it kind of says that, it says that in there and this. And I thought, you know what, you need to start reading this Bible. And then I realized, man, Brig, you have no relationship with Christ at all. And so I really started taking a look at how trying to validate myself with God was totally useless. You know, we can't do anything. We can't do any good things to win God's favor. Otherwise, we wouldn't need Christ. And that's when I realized I need a relationship with him. And then while all this was going on, all this business chaos was going on, I thought, I'm going to start praying on the business too. And you're listening to Briggs Sorber tell one heck of a personal story. And we love these kinds of stories because, well, he's not doing a lot of self-flattery here. He married a way above his pay grade, beautiful woman who let him know she was pregnant and she was having the baby with him or without him, and not as a threat, just as a statement of fact. And he was dragged along by her into manhood and adulthood, but not without an encounter with the Lord. He found money, but something was missing. When we come back, more of Briggs Sorber's story here on Our American Stories.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we return to Our American Stories and the final portion of our story with Briggs Sorber, part of the founding family of Two Men in a Truck, the world's largest franchise moving company. When we last left off, Brig was telling us about how he met his wife, Fran, and the struggles he had as a young father, and later, a wealthy man. It was because of these struggles that he turned to God, a decision that would benefit him greatly during the 2008 recession, a dark time for his company. Let's return to the story. Here again is Brig. We were so broken. 
Our website was so bad that we found out that we had an 80% drop-off rate. 80% of the customers using the website got so frustrated they left it. The two years before that, we won the JD Power Associates for customer satisfaction, and we had the trophies proudly displayed in our corporate front foyer. And when all those things went down, I went, put those damn things in the closet. They went, why? And I went, because we suck. But there was so much business, it hides the brokenness. And you gotta understand, the recession really started with the collapse of the mortgage industry. Well, when the mortgage industry collapses, people can't get money, they can't buy houses. Well, the next thing people would say, well, people are losing their houses, so they were calling you to move them. Well, when people lose their houses, they can't afford a mover. So it cut us down dramatically. We were hemorrhaging cash, and I'm looking around and going like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do here? We had about 78 employees, we went down to about 52. Most of the people there were really, really working hard, and there were some people that were doing nothing. They were coming in here literally doing nothing. I prayed about these things. Lord, what are we going to do with your business today? What are we going to do with your business today? We did have $3 million in a money market. I was told it was a money market account. It was actually a bond securities account. I went, all right, Lord, what are we going to do today? Although I had the $3 million in the back of my mind. Well, I can buy new equipment. I can do this, I can do this, because I have $3 million. A couple days later, the banker took me out to lunch and said, hey, Brig, uh, just want to know how's the things going? I said, pretty good. We're going to need to get at that $3 million. He's like, fantastic. A week later, he calls me up, and he goes, I got some bad news. I said, what's that? And he goes, well, that bond security account actually takes, there's an auction. You have to auction those things to get to those things. The auction collapsed this week. And so you may never see that $3 million again. And I had a few words with the banker because I found out later, I said, well, you were having this lunch talking about your golf game. There was other bankers that were pulling their people out of this account. He's like, I just don't want to tell you, Briggs. So I actually went to shut the door and I just started cracking up. I'm going, okay, God, now you have my attention. <laughs> because it was like, what are you going to do? It's like, because I could see God working in the business. And I went, this is awesome. I mean, now I've got nothing. I've got... I had a half a million dollars in cash, that was it. And I was in the process of letting these people go and I'm praying over them. And then I get this feeling, God's going like, uh, Rig, you gotta take care of these people you're letting go. Remember, they didn't cheat or steal from you. A couple of them weren't doing anything, but the majority of them were working really hard. It's a recession and you're letting them go. You need to severance them. It's like, all right, how much money do we have? I got 500000 So I severanced out half of the $500,000 right during the recession. So we had nothing. But I did that because I knew it was the right thing to do. And it was on my heart. And I knew enough. I know God's voice when I hear it. I know it. And I know that this was right. And I said, this is God's business. And people thought I was crazy. And it was just like, so then I brought in a couple outside executives because I needed help right away. Well, the first things the outside executives did is they said, let's take a look at all the agreements two minute trucks in. They were appalled at a lot of these agreements. They go, we are getting hosed here big time. I went, here's the deal. I go, rewrite the ones that we can rewrite, get out of the ones that we can get out of, but we're doing nothing illegally. And they're like, we, I went, no, stay above board. If we cheat, we are immediately looking at God and saying, you won't take care of me. Lord, I'm going to choose to cheat because you're not capable of taking care of us. It's that simple. So, no, one of us, this was this lady, she was like an angry lady, but she was damn good. 
she got a hold of some of the vendors. They all know who she is. She said, Bill, this is so-and-so. Hey, where are you? I met two men in a truck. They get really quiet. She goes, you know we're not going to do this anymore. And he goes, well, I figured somebody's going to come around. And they signed it. We saved without breaking any rules. We saved about $400,000 in bad contracts in about two months, which more than offset what I severance. We got a hold of the attorney general, Mike Cox at the time, and we talked to him about what happened with this bond security thing. He's like, give me that. <laughs> and he made a couple phone calls and the bank called up and said, we want to come over. We got balloons, we got the cake, and we got a check to give you back for your money. I said, you can stick your balloons and your cake. <laughs> Just bring the check over. It's not your money. That's God working in the business. God made us more than whole in that whole thing. When all that stuff was going down and I had I let a lot of those employees go, I brought the departments in. And man, some of these younger employees were in tears. It was like, look, there's a lot of barrels that we're going to cut off this boat and throw in the ocean. Things that we don't need. And we're going to save this company. And I stole this line. It says, ships are safe in port, but that's not what ships were built for. This two-minute truck boat has been in port long enough. And I know we're broken, but we're going out in deep blue water right now because we are going to die here. I know a lot of you have been working for two-minute truck. You work for a moving company. You didn't sign up for this adventure, but guess what? You're in it. Some of you will survive it, and some of you won't. Some of you will excel in it and become great. Well, we will see what happens. These were the people I had left. So, you know, the fancy Christmas parties, they're over. The big buses to the Detroit Tiger games are over. And I had a couple of employees come in my office and just go, you are destroying the culture. And I went, no, I'm, I'm keeping our company. Do you want to send your kids to college? Do you want to buy a cottage someday and retire in some really cool thing? These are the things that we can work for but we got to cut this stuff out. We have to get to what we're good at. And they said, okay. And the beautiful thing was that year, we had enough money to bonus employees during the recession, even when we lost money. I remember coming in right before Christmas, and I had a stack of bonus checks on my desk. And I'm telling you right now, tears came out of my eyes and hit those checks. And it was just like, we have an awesome God. I can't believe this. And I just prayed over those checks and thank God for them. To this day, our CEO now, he hands out the checks. He's also a strong Catholic. And I told him, pray over those checks. Never, never take those things. Do I have a few employees here that take them for granted? Yeah, it's human nature, right? But I had employees coming in that first year in tears because they got these checks. We're just happy to have a job. So I'm just happy to have you guys in this adventure. Those checks have gotten bigger. We've got a lot more people to distribute them, but they're a constant reminder of the blessings when we listen to God into our business. And through over halfway through the recession up until now, we've had 107 months of month over month growth. We haven't stopped. We're still growing from that, from doing these things and from praying over the business. And a terrific job on the production, editing, and storytelling by our own Monty Montgomery. And a special thanks to Briggs Sorber 
who shared with us the ups and downs of his life and was very candid about the things he did wrong, the things he wasn't prepared for, and in the end, his own personal shortcomings and how his reliance on God got him through his toughest times. And boy, that recession of 2008 was the big one for two men in a truck and for himself personally. The story of so much more, the American dream, success, and what success really means, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.